The 103rd Psalm that you heard read a few moments ago, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Is a familiar one. And the words are often read at Thanksgiving time all across our nation. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless God's holy name. Most of us in this church are familiar with it. But I raise the question this morning, how can we bless the Lord? Usually, we ask God to bless us, bless our family, bless our home, bless our nation, bless our church. What does it mean to bless God? I raise that question with you this morning. I want to suggest three or four ways that we can do that. First of all, we can bless the Lord when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. I don't know if you have thought recently about it, but the reason we come here is not only to praise God, but to do the work of Christ in our world and in our community. We bless the Lord when we accept Jesus Christ as our Master, Redeemer, and Savior. All of us, no matter who we are, need a Redeemer. We need to have our sins forgiven. We need to have spiritual strength for the living of life. I remember hearing the late Dr. Pierce Harris preach a sermon some years ago. For 25 years, he was the senior pastor of the First Methodist Church, still located at Peachtree and Porter Place. In those days, from 1940 to 1965, when he was the pastor, it was one of the leading congregations of our city. And he preached to overflow crowds at both the morning and the evening services. But in this particular sermon that I heard him preach, 
He told about a nurse in his congregation who served in the emergency room of Grady Hospital. Most of us know that Grady is one of the municipal hospitals that many large cities have that serve people in all kinds of situations. And on this particular Saturday night, she was working in the emergency room when a young woman was brought in who had been stabbed in a drunken brawl. She was close to death. But she opened her eyes and said to this nurse, Do you think God cares about people like me? Do you think God loves me and will forgive me? She paused a moment for prayer before she answered. But she said, I do believe that God loves you and God reaches out to you with forgiveness, with redemption, with love. The woman had opened her eyes for a few moments, but again they closed. But the, the lines in her face, in her forehead, in her cheeks, began to disappear and she passed on into eternity. God does care about all of us. And he sent Jesus Christ to be our Redeemer and our Master. If you have not opened your heart to Jesus and accepted him as Lord and Savior, one of the things you can do to bless him is to open yourself to him. Charles Wesley wrote so many wonderful hymns, but one of my favorites has these words. He breaks the power of reigning sin. He sets the prisoner free. And we can rejoice in that great truth. One of the ways that we can bless the Lord is by accepting Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. A second thing that I want to mention on how to bless the Lord is this. We bless Him when we do our work to the best of our ability. 
when we do it well, when we do it in good fashion. Winston Churchill once called our age the age of the Adam, and it is that. And the poet W. H. Auden called our age the age of anxiety. But I submit that our age may be known as the age of the goof-off, the age when people did not do their work well. Dr. Leland Miles wrote an interesting article for a magazine just before the pandemic. He is a professor at Hanover College. And he said, our age may be known as the age when people did not do their work well. It's the age when electricians, carpenters, mechanics, lawyers, doctors, nurses, teachers, students, and preachers. He does not leave anyone out. Do not do their work well. I remember hearing a working man with axe and pick and shovel in his hand singing I will do my work so straight and true that God himself will see it through. The work that we do is important. This pulpit is sacred. But I submit to you that the, Greeks, the grease pit in a filling station is sacred too for both can be places of ministry. Both can be places of service. We bless the Lord when we do our work straight and true. And in the third place, I would suggest on this Pledge Sunday, that we bless the Lord when we make a faithful pledge to his church, and when we bring our pledge cards in service to his kingdom. 
You often hear it said, because it was said when the church was founded, that Peachtree Church is a cathedral to the city of Atlanta. And we always hope that it will be. But not only a cathedral to the city, but a cathedral to other places in the world. I know some of you, older people, have loved ones who were charter members of this church. And you give that the traditions of this church might be maintained. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I wonder if we are not more concerned about maintaining the past than we are in serving the present and the future. The pledge card that you can find in the back of your pews has three important words on it. We are to pray for the church. We are to financially pledge to the church. And we are to participate in the ways that are best for us. Yesterday, there was a wedding in this church. And across the years, much of the ministry of the church has been to couples planning to be married and to establish a home. There is no finer ministry. I think of the children that sang this morning, and often I see them at the uh, place of uh, fellowship after church, and they will come up and speak to me. And I, uh, I love the children of our church, the, the young people of our church, the teenagers. We've had a ministry in the past, a great ministry to teenagers, and we continue to do that. Saturday a week ago, I participated in a funeral service for one of the loveliest ladies I ever knew, Doris McFarling. We minister to those who know grief and sorrow and remind them of the resurrection of Christ, which gives promise to our own resurrection. When we pledge, whether here in this church this morning or online or whatever, we are undergirding the ministries of Peachtree Church, not only in this community, but in other nations of the world.
And then the final thing that I want to say is that we can bless the Lord when we live to the best of our ability, when we are the finest people that we can be. I think of Jesus when he was starting his ministry and in the wilderness, you recall that Satan tempted him and said, if you will bow down to me, I will give you the kingdoms of this world. But Jesus said, I will not bow down to you. I will bow down only to God. There is an old legend, and I close with this, that I have loved across the years. A legend about a prince in a foreign kingdom. He grew up a bit crippled, unable to stand tall and true. And this concerned him, for he wanted to be at his best. He invited a sculptor, the finest sculptor in the kingdom, to come and talk to him. And he instructed the sculptor to make a statue of himself standing tall, and straight. And when the sculptor had finished his work, he brought it to the prince. And the prince placed it in a secret part of the royal garden. And every day he would go and look at it. He would think of the person that he could be tall and straight and true, and then would return to his priestly, his uh, princely duties. Over time, people in the kingdom noticed a change in the prince. They noticed that he stood taller. He was straight and true. And he looked at himself in a mirror in the palace and noticed that he was indeed tall and straight and true. I know it's only a legend, but I think it has meaning for each one of us. We can be tall and straight and true. We can be all that God wants us to be. And this is one additional way that we bless the Lord.
I hope you have a wonderful Pledge Sunday and a splendid Thanksgiving Day. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless God's holy name.